I love Clive. It's like a football match in here. Um, some good news, actually. I Come on, Wales. I've, I found out that I'm, well, I'm technically going to make myself half Greek, half Welsh, which I think makes me Guelsh. Um, I'm, I'm pleased about that. I've seen some colours being flown today. Awesome. But today's going to be even more significant than Wales getting through to the semi-finals, even for the Welsh folk here, okay? I want to I pray, because um, I'm nervous this morning, man. This is an emotional morning. This is an emotional morning. Every time we do baptisms, we're singing the songs, but it's, it continues to be a reminder of what God's done in my life. You know, I know that guy, Tim, that shared his story for many, many years, and to be baptizing you and Eric and Caroline and Maria today is a right privilege. I'm telling you, this is incredible. And I want you, through the short message that I'm going to bring today, to just see where you stand before God. It's not going to be a heavy bashing you with a Bible. We'll never do that. But I just want to give God the space to speak directly into your hearts. Because that's what he did to me. And he changed my life inside out. Do you know, Jesus changes lives. That's what he's in the business of doing. We don't better our lives, he does it. So, if you have a Bible with you, go to the New Testament, the letter to the Galatian church. If you don't, that's all right. The words are going to come up on the screen behind us. And we're going to base ourselves in three very short verses. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 to 28. They're going to ping up behind me. I'm going to read, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. You are all one in Jesus Christ. As you know, we're baptizing folk today. So for the next 20 minutes or so, hopefully under, I just want to describe to you what's going to be happening. Letting these few verses kind of be our guide, if you like. And if you want to take notes, if you want a title for today, this is it. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. You know, baptism is a beautiful picture of a spiritual reality that's already happened, that's already taken place in their lives. This isn't just a weird ritual. I know for some of you, even through the singing, you're like, this is an odd place. But this is not a weird ritual. I know that looks like a hot tub erected in the corner, because it is a hot tub erected in the corner. But in a few moments, people are going to be dunked in that hot tub. This isn't just some weird ritual. It's profound. It's powerful. It speaks to the eternal reality that you have now received in Jesus Christ. And I want to describe that to you briefly. To do this, we're going to break it into two very short sections, hopefully. First bit, what this means for Tim. What this means for Maria. What this means for Eric. What this means for Caroline. What this means for you if you've baptized personally, if you've been baptized. And then secondly, wider. What this means for us together. So firstly, personal. Verse 26 and 27 of this incredible letter. Chapter 3 says, For in Christ you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You see, just in these two short verses, we see some amazing realities. We hear words like, in Christ Jesus, baptized into Christ, put on Christ. One Bible translation says, you've now clothed yourselves with Jesus. So this is what the act of baptism demonstrates for us publicly. An eternal reality has happened. Let me explain. The word baptize literally means to drench, or to submerge, or to immerse, or to cover, or to plunge. So in a few moments, we're going to see four people plunge, submerged under that water, and then brought back up again. I've joked with Tim, we're going to hold him under for three minutes, just to make sure. And then they're going to be brought back up again. And this is a profound thing that's taken place, and it's for those that have already put their faith and trust in Jesus believing him to be Lord, believing him to be their saviour, confessing to him their need of salvation because of their sin, the barrier that stood before them. And through faith, through simply believing in this, guys, you're now clothed with Jesus. You know, it's incredible. You're baptised into Jesus. 
You're covered with him, plunged into him. The Bible also says that you're grafted into him. This, this spiritual, surgical thing has happened where you've been grafted into him. And it's for those that believe. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. Baptism is an external demonstration of an internal reality. Dead, buried, risen. Dead, buried, risen. You guys being baptized today, and those that have been baptized, you are identifying yourself with Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection. This is why it's so profound. It isn't just symbolism. It talks of this incredible transaction that's taken place. And the Bible also states, it goes even deeper, right? You, you just, just, just a basic skim through the Bible. You realize what, what's happened to us. Me, just an ordinary man, I now have some amazing promises over my life. And so do you, if you are in Christ. This guy, Paul, who writes this letter, also says, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. That's amazing. He also says somewhere else in the New Testament letter, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is plunged into him, if anyone is clothed with Christ, they're brand new. They're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. He also writes in Romans another letter, if we've been united with him in his death on the cross, then we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Death, burial, resurrection. So in a few moments, they're going to walk one by one into that tub. And this is what it signifies. This is what it represents. Going into the water is effectively like saying, my old life is carried on Jesus' shoulders. And it's effectively saying, when Jesus went to the cross, my old life went to the cross with him. And it was nailed. Everything I've ever thought, done, or said, nailed with him. All of my drug addiction... All of my rejection, all of my brokenness, all of my junk was carried by Jesus. And it was nailed to him on the cross. And do you know what? It died there. It died there. Then when they go under the water, as Jesus' dead body needed to be buried in a tomb, this, this is saying that your old life is dead and buried. No longer to be messed with. No longer to be tampered around with. It is gone. And then when you come up out of the water, this represents something of the resurrection power that has broken out into your life. Just as Jesus rose from death, this is an image to say one day you will rise again in eternal life. You get the first payment right now. The Bible says that you're born again. You four being baptized today, you are born again. You are born anew. It says born from heaven. Maria, I was there when you gave your life to Jesus. It was this most, wasn't it, Trevor and Bond were there as well. It's just precious because you were born again. Baptism shows that there's been a death, burial, and a resurrection, man. This is a happy funeral. This is the happiest funeral you're ever going to go to. This is an amazing day. This is so special, so personal. For each one of you getting baptized, this is huge. This is huge. For each one of you that has been baptized, today can be huge. It's the day or the reminder of when you nailed your colors to the cross. When you nailed your colors to Jesus and you said, you know what, I believe he is my savior. I believe I did need him to save me. And I choose to follow him all the days of my life. That's how significant it is. Each person will repeat a few statements when they get into the pool. They're going to say stuff like, because this is believer's baptism, right? What we haven't done is gone, Eric, come on, about time you got baptized. He's gone, no, I need to do this. So it's believer's baptism. Each person will repeat a few statements. They'll say, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus loves me. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe Jesus rose again to give me new life. And I choose to follow him. That's what each person's going to repeat. So I want you to see that on a personal level, this is powerful, it's profound. Out with the old, out with that old junk, in with the new. Incredible exchange because everything has changed. Everything has changed. Second section is together. 
What does this mean together? What does this look like for us together as a community? Because this is profound as well. Verse 28 here says, There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, you are all one in Christ. I love this verse because it speaks of equality. Baptism also demonstrates something of our oneness in Jesus. That somehow... I stand here equally loved as Bri, equally loved as Hazel. Somehow we are now one. So there's incredible diversity, incredible difference, variety like you cannot believe. Just look around. Just look around at different shapes, colors, sizes. You hear my heart, right? The diversity in this room, yet somehow we are now one. There's no hierarchy there's no first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth class citizen. My, my understanding of Christianity was like, man, God wouldn't want me. The church wouldn't want a misfit like me. That is just such a lie. He came for misfits like me. And he came for rebels like us. There is equality now because we're one before our maker. He's brought down every barrier that stood between us. And I'm talking every barrier, racial barriers, tribal barriers, cultural barriers, background barriers, mindsets that are, are, are hooked up in our minds that are so wrong. He has brought them all down and we are now one in Jesus. I want you to know that today there's something of Jesus Christ's love that unites us. It's Jesus that brought us back together. It's Jesus that binds us together. It's his love. It's his love that gives us this profound uh, demonstration to the world that says, man, what is up with you lot? Regardless of social, racial, cultural, educational class, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, whether you're male or female, rich or poor, black or white, Greek or Jewish, it doesn't matter what you've done. If you've given your life to Christ, you are now one with him and one another. This guy, Paul, that wrote this, uh, a lot of the New Testament, I just want to show you something else he wrote in Ephesians. He says, there's now one body and one spirit, just as you are called to one hope that belongs to your call. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. I think Paul wants us to know that there's just one There's one God, there's one faith, there's one baptism. So Caroline, Maria, Tim, Eric, wherever you're from, whatever life has thrown your way, whatever hurdles you've gone through, you're now one family. You're now equally loved, equally valued, equally cherished. You stand before God with equal worth and importance. And I believe it's this that he wants you to model to others now. So there's something about this baptism that one by one you're walking into the same pool. We're saying the same things under the same God. There is such diversity and such equality. In Christ, we've been individually picked out, saved, redeemed, and now made one family. Guys, welcome to family. Welcome to family. When I first stumbled through these doors, because pride would tell you, yeah, I just was searching. I stumbled through these doors and I found family. I found you lot. I know you've been trying to get rid of me ever since. And you've done a good job. Thank you for that. I found family here. And I want to tell you for today, you found family here. And we love you very much. Also, the Bible states that the lonely find families. God places the lonely in families. So the despised, the broken, the rejected, the, the worthless, the hopeless, the helpless, the, the, the abandoned, the abused, the forgotten, the trodden down. God gathers us all together, because that's all of us, right? God gathers us all together, places us into one family. And this is the beautiful reality, and this is where we're going to land things. We can know him as Father. Verse 26 here, this is where we're going to finish things up. It says, for in Christ Jesus, you're all sons of God through faith. In Christ Jesus, you're all sons of God through faith. Now this, this term son 
isn't a gender-specific thing. We know this. For some of us as Christians here, we, we've pushed into this week after week, but I want to do it again because it says it here in the text. We're all made sons in Christ. This isn't about gender. It's about identity. It's about position. It's about sonship. It's about future inheritance. It means that we now stand adopted as God's kids through Jesus as we heard a few weeks ago, this guy Chris came to speak to us, didn't he, about adoption, if you were there. And the, the powerful, profound message that he brought to us is that we have been saved, we've been covered by Jesus for a reason. And that reason is to belong. Do you know what the world needs to hear? You belong somewhere. Do you know what you need to hear? God has a plan for your life. Do you know what you need to hear? God made you and he loves you. And he wants to save you and he wants to place you into his family. We are saved to belong somewhere. And that's to belong to God as sons adopted by him. Do you know the the highest privilege or the highest value of this good news of the gospel is that in and through Jesus Christ, we now become God's kids. We now become saved, redeemed children of God. And that is true for you. If you are hidden, if you're grafted into, if you're baptized into Jesus, you're now a son of God. Whether you're male or female, Jew or Gentile, rich or poor, black or white. You're now a son of God. Not just saved, as wonderful as that is. That is so cool, right? Not just forgiven, not just washed clean, but utterly accepted and welcomed and adopted. Later on in Galatians 4, the same writer Paul says these statements. But when the fullness of time had fully come, when the the right time had come, when God's time had been perfect, God sent forth his son from heaven, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. So that we might receive adoption as sons. And because we're sons, God sent forth his spirit into our hearts that calls out Abba, Father. And you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if you're a son, then you're also an heir through God. That's amazing right there. Not only has God saved you, not only has God washed you, not only has God redeemed you and welcomed you and brought you home, but he now says, I want you to call me daddy. I want you to call me Father. This is the reality for us. Somehow, this one baptism unites us together as a family, and I, Tim, Caroline, Maria, Eric, everyone else that's been baptized, we can say, he's my Father. Jesus saved me so I can know my Father. Wow. 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 You guys getting baptized today, this is true for you. I don't want you ever to forget this reality. I don't want you to ever lose heart. I don't want you to ever lose this truth that you are now a redeemed son of God. In and through Jesus, he's brought you home. I want you to know that. In and through Jesus, he's brought you home. Home to belong. Home to find your true identity, your true worth, your value, because you're so valued. Do you know how much so? Jesus died on the cross. That's how valued you are. The journey ahead now is not religion. Guys, it is not religion. This is relationship. This is heart to heart, deep to deep. This is genuine relationship with the God who made you, who knows you, who loves you, and has an incredible plan for your life. This is Christianity, folks. So baptism, personal, man, it demonstrates I've been saved. I've been saved forever. I've died, I've been buried, and I've risen in brand new life with Jesus. Baptism at a corporate level says, not only have I been saved, but I'm no longer lonely. I've been baptized with this lot. I've been baptized into this lot because they're also in Jesus. Would you stand with me? Can I invite the the band back up? uh, This guy called Paul... I've quoted quite a lot today. Um, He writes something to the Corinthian church. He says, 
Uh, I want to pass something on to you that is of utmost importance to me. The most important thing that you could ever hear, I'm paraphrasing. And it was simply this. Jesus Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures. He was buried and three days later he rose again. This is what everything else hinges on. Jesus is alive. That's why we're here, because Jesus is alive. That's why I'm saved, because Jesus is alive. That's why I'm changed, because Jesus is alive. That's why you guys are getting baptized, because Jesus is alive. We're going to finish our time with singing a song, and then you can go and get your, your children from their children's groups. But I want to encourage us, because this will be relevant for all of us in some way. So I want to give you an invitation. I just want you to listen up just for one more minute. There's three responses in this building, if you like. Those getting baptized, this is a milestone moment for you. Hugely significant. You're going to remember this. You can come back to this. When life is hard, you can say, man, I'm hidden in Jesus. For those that have been baptized, this is hugely significant for you. Because maybe this is a refresher again to say, man, I'm hidden in Jesus. I'm saved. I'm covered by Jesus. But for those maybe listening or maybe you're here just visiting, maybe you've been coming for a little while and you're just watching from a distance. But there's something that's happened today and you're you're here and you go, man, I'm not saved, but I'd like to be. Something in your heart is pulling you right now. Maybe God's calling you by name. That's what happened to me. Not audibly, but I felt God calling me. And I want to ask you, if that's happening to you right now, I'm going to give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. This is what we're going to do. We're all going to pray together. And we're going to say a few statements together. Jesus followers, we're going to say this together. Not to give our lives to Jesus again, but to say, this is what Jesus has done for me. And, And I want you to repeat a few statements after me, if you'd be so bold. And if you want to do this for the first time, I want you to be so bold to do this for the first time. Not because you want something to happen, but you know God is doing something in your heart. So I want you to, everyone just close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I ask that you'd speak to us. We're going to say a few statements, and this is to simply recognize who Jesus is, And to thank him for what he's done in our lives. So repeat after me, guys. Jesus, I thank you that you're the son of God. Jesus, I thank you that you love me. Jesus, I thank you that you died upon a cross for me. But I thank you that you rose again in new life. And I thank you because you rose, so will I rise. I ask you to wash me new. I thank you that you've washed me new. I thank you that you've forgiven me all of my sin. And I thank you that you will never leave me nor forsake me. And you will walk with me every day of my life. Guys, everything has changed. Why? Because Jesus changes everything. Amen? Amen. So if you've done that for the first time, if you've prayed that for the first time, tell someone next to you, grab me afterwards. If you've got kids in children's work, please go and grab them. We're going to be baptizing folk in just a few moments. The band are going to lead us in a song, then Al's going to come and lead us through the baptisms. God bless you.
Okay, great. Well, I think most of our children are back with us. We really do feel that baptism should be a family event, which is why we've wanted them to come back. Um, so what I'm going to do is those getting baptised and those in the pool, they're going to get around. And can I just encourage you, if you're a parent, can we just encourage you, please do know where your child is and keep them with you, all right? So if you don't know where they are, go and find them, bring them back. And we're happy for you to gather around the pool, although we really would like to say, if you're friends or family, direct friends or family, you get first seats, all right? So you, you gather around the pool now. If you're at the back and you're worried about whether you'll see or not, we are going to put it on the screen. So we will video it and we will put it on the screen so you can see as well. Okay? Okay. So Caroline's going to be the first to get baptised. She's going to come in now. And Caroline's going to get baptised by Santina, but also her daughter, Hannah, who's son who's been safe for quite a while and has been praying for this day to come. So we're going to have Hannah and San in the pool as well. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Caroline, you okay? So, Caroline, we're going to do, I'm just going to ask you to just repeat a few statements after me, and then we're going to just have great privilege to baptize you. Okay? So, just want you to repeat after me. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose again. I believe that Jesus rose again. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Caroline, on the confession of your faith, it gives us immense pleasure to baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we're going to have Eric, who's going to make his way to the pool, and also Brian is going to get in as well. That's all right. <laughs> Eric, so good to hear your story and how Jesus is done so much for you in just such a short amount of time and we believe that that's just the start of what God's going to do in your life there's so much more for you all right so much more so I'm just going to ask you to repeat a few statements after me and then we're going to have great pleasure in baptizing you okay I believe that Jesus is the son of God I believe that Jesus is the son of God I believe that he died for my sins I believe that he died for my sin I believe that Jesus rose again from the dead I believe that Jesus rose again from the dead. Jesus is Lord of my life. Jesus is Lord of my life. Woo! Yeah, Eric, on confession your faith, it gives us great pleasure to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, they really did put him under, didn't they? (laughs) Okay, Tim. 
So if you're right, we're just going to repeat a few statements after me. And I'm just going to baptize you. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe he died for my sins. I believe that he rose again. I believe he rose again. Jesus is Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Just want you to know, mate, I love you more than you could ever imagine. But God loves you so much more. I'm proud of you. This is a privilege and it's just so cool to call you my brother. So it gives us great joy, bro, to baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, and last but no, no means least, we've got Maria and Bonnie and Trev, dear friends of theirs, they're going to come in as well and baptise her. Bonnie says it's nice and hot. (laughs) (laughs) A nervous giggle. Maria, it's such a privilege to be here today and to share in this. I'm just going to ask you to repeat a few statements after me and then we're going to baptise you, okay? I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he rose again. I believe he rose again. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Isn't that so good? Maria, when we were in worship, the Lord just uh, whispered a verse in my head, and it was from Philippians 1 at the beginning, and it says that he, Father God, who began this good work in you, he will complete it. And you no longer have to live under any lies of, I should be doing that, I shouldn't do that. You've got that robe of righteousness around you, and he adores you. So, Marion, confession of your faith, he gives us huge pleasure to baptise you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Woo! Woo! Come on, let me stand. We're just going to finish by worshipping Jesus.
Fantastic. What a fantastic morning. Amen? Such a good time. Do hang around, especially if you're a visitor. There's a visitor area over there. They'd love, there'll be some people who'd love to talk to you, maybe answer any questions you've got. If, as San said in his message, if you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, we would love to talk to you. So you can come maybe to the front or maybe chat to someone that brought you if that's the case. But have a fantastic Sunday. I think the sun is out. Go and enjoy the rest of the day and we look forward to seeing you next week. All right, God bless. Thank you.